Wedding photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number one hundred and thirty-eight. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications, in good company with the good neighbor of good neighbors, Ms. Lindsay Daddario. Hey, hey! Back for another round of action this week after our podcast last episode. Um, <laughs> also joining us from the armpit of Western New York is once again <laughs> Nick D'Antonio. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Um, we haven't heard, had you on the show in a while. We're excited to have you back on. Yeah, and good to be here. Also, um, joining us as a special guest this week is Megan Bruckelman. Um, joining us from the New York City area. If, is, if that's is that correct? You're yes. Okay. Um, and so I'm out here in Brooklyn. Yeah. So actually, um, why don't we, I, we uh, Megan? Well, I said this before we just recorded, but I'll say it again for our audience. So, like, Megan asked me, like, "Hey, we're you know we're we're going to be on the podcast. Are there questions that you would, you would like or would like to? Are there topics?" I'm like, "No, we just make it up. It's how we roll over here." But but I usually <laughs> say we bring one topic each. But what I, I'm just going to put you on the spot to just introduce yourself, say a little bit about um, you and your business and what you do. You can mention your podcast and just uh, kind of fill our our listeners into who you are. Sure. So thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to just chat and hang out. Um, I am a wedding photographer based in Brooklyn, New York, and I host the Photo Op podcast, which covers photography and marketing and all that fun stuff. Um, and otherwise, you know, just hanging out, eating some cheese fries. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, how, when did you start the podcast? How, how recently was that? And actually, how long were you, how long have you been a, a wedding photographer? Sure. So I started the podcast earlier this year and I just needed a different creative outlet. And that seemed like a lot of fun, which you guys obviously know. Um, and I've been a wedding photographer on and off since I was 14. Wow. So quite a while, um, more than a decade on and off. And uh, I kind of moved in and out of the fashion industry and marketing. And now I am just fully deep into wedding photography as, as much as I can say that during, you know, during COVID season, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are you from the New York city area or are you from somewhere else? I'm actually from Southern Ontario up in Canada, which oh. is where I got started in weddings. There's a lot of weddings going on there. Um, and I came to New York six years ago. Okay. Um, where, you're from our neck of the woods. Yeah, you yeah. are basically. Um, like yeah. what, what area? Yeah. What area in southern Ontario? So in the Niagara region, there's like this small town called Grimsby, Ontario. Um, it's very, it's very tiny, but it's like um, 30 minutes away from maybe like Niagara on the Lake. Um, oh, okay, so that yeah, we're and, up there all the time over here. Like we're ba- basically yeah. neighbors, essentially. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's close enough, you know. Yeah. It's funny because that's the market that all of us in Buffalo wish we could tap into yep. is that Niagara on the Lake wine yeah. region. It's <laughs> yeah. like so many beautiful weddings you see coming out of there, but obviously not having dual citizenship. It's just like a big wall. We can't, we can't go shoot there. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and it's really like, I, like I remember like when I first 
put like the Google Maps and it, or it says like put your business in Google Maps and it says like what area can you shoot in and I'm like within a hundred mile radius and they're and I'm like but like nope that area is like off limits because Canada <laughs> yeah. hates us it's shooting just over there it's like a, yep. so yeah we've had so yeah, many wedding requests super pretty yeah. So Megan, are you able to shoot in both uh, in New York and Ontario? You have dual citizenship or how did you end up in New York? So I ended up in New York. I did college here and then I got some jobs and then I got married. So I've I've got my green card now. You're living Um, the dream. Yeah, I can go back and forth. It's it's pretty fun. <laughs> so yeah, I'm mostly doing weddings in New York here, but we do have some Ontario bookings, and we're trying to trying to ramp that up um, in the next couple of years so we can see the family more. Yeah, I yeah. would be if I were you. I would be doing that. I'd be ramping it up right over there because <laughs> you know, you know, especially yeah. in the Toronto area. Like, I I really wish I, that you know we could do that, but we really can't. That's unfortunate. But. Um, Okay, cool. Well, thanks for uh, your introduction. Um, you seem like an awesome, fun person. You would be great on the show today. Um, and <laughs> so and uh, Nick, we haven't heard from you in a while, man. Um, so I don't know. You know, we do this like roundtable thing. If we just want to get into bigger topics, let's let them live and kind of go from there, right? So um, what's what's up with you, man? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, this year has been... Uh... I mean, we all know it's absolutely freaking crazy. Yep. Like every time I think I got a hold of, I got a hold of what's going to happen. It changes. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, it's really interesting having to live sort of, um, it's almost like week by week. Like you don't know, like, I don't know when, if the wedding is going to happen. You know, like the couples, the couples have no yeah, idea. And they don't know either. It's cra- It's, it's so crazy. Uh, so it's been, um, you know, I'm in the same boat as everybody I've lost, uh, or I've had, I've lost some, um, I've, I'm probably down 40, almost 50% of my weddings from 2020 are now either just gone altogether or moved to another year or a smaller scale or yeah, or smaller scale, I've been able to keep the money and keep contracts the same, um, uh, so that's all been crazy and just like everybody else, I found some creative ways, like I had a bride move her wedding to a date that I was already booked. So rather than lose the wedding, I called a good friend of mine, Lindsay Daddario, to come for me. (laughs) Um, So it's the first time I've ever had someone else shoot for me as a first shooter. You're going to regret this. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I I was like, I pitched it because I could still do the engagement session. I could still... Uh, make some of the money uh, and then still have the album sale after. And they didn't have to find another photographer, which was great for them. Um, and then um, so I had to hire because I was doing I do photo and video myself throughout the day. And so I had to hire a videographer because um, I wasn't going to put all that on Lindsay um, <laughs> to add video coverage. But that's kind of one creative way that's a little bit crazy, uh, figuring all those details out and um so that's so the business has been you know kind of crazy and I've I've lost a lot just like everybody else. Um, family is doing good. We've talked about my son before. He's doing great. Uh, he's he's uh, you know uh, uh, just very healthy and we've run through some lots of ups and downs with him and he's doing great. So that always just makes life a little bit sweeter or a lot sweeter. Um, and on top of that, I'm starting a completely new business. Uh, what? 
So, so this is actually, I want, I just want to mention this one point. One of the main topics that I want to talk about today is like what we're doing to supplement and to try and make it through this year. And so this is going to kind of tie into that. I just want to bring that up because that's one of the bigger points I want to get into in just a minute. But so what, what did you do, man? What did you, were, were you like, because of this whole thing this year, you're like, I need a side business or where, where did this come from? So, uh, no, I was actually, um, I'm, I've always been looking for like other sources of revenue and other sources of income and something that's totally different from the photography world. And so I just really was kind of waiting and like had my eyes open. Um, and, um, it sort of just came along, uh, at the right time. And I was going to wait until after wedding season. And then, um, so I started taking some steps of about three or four weeks ago and, um, they were going to be slow, small steps. And then I think I had three weddings postponed, uh, at the beginning of July. I think, I think what happened was everybody thought that July and August would be back to normal. And when July, when we got to July and it wasn't, they were like, all right, we're out. And I saw that and I was like, bag it. That's it. We're going now. And so <laughs> I've just been like pedal to the floor. Wait, so what is this business? I kind of want to make a guess because it's the least <laughs> thing in the world. Uh, just for time's sake, mm. I won't make a guess. But like none of my friends have been able to guess. And it's kind of a fun game. Can you, wait, give me, uh, give me an oh, area. Okay. Give me an area. Uh, retail. Retail. Oh yeah! See, this is the response. No one knows. Um, what are you is it selling? In, like the photography sphere. Nothing too, to or? do with photography whatsoever. Is it? Is it? Um, is it has something to do with the, like clothing or apparel? No, no? M- more boring. That's good. Boringer. <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, I always so I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before that if you're going to start an idea, you do something that that your area needs, like like. Um, like porta potty potty toilets. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to be that guy, but but if you if you are that right. guy and nobody else is doing it, then you're gonna do pretty well, you know? Yeah. Um so <laughs> so retail. Anybody either of you guys have a guess? Um, let me say it is slightly related to the uh boudoir photography realm. Wow. Okay. Is it that is it not what word? I thought. But, but, but boring. <laughs> Because yeah, because he's boring. There's nothing boring about boudoir. I have no idea what this could possibly be. Betting? Oh, Lindsay's so close. Ooh, yeah, that's what I was pillows. thinking too. Pillows? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, pretty much. It's uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mattress store. What? Yeah. What? So crazy. So my brother-in-law, <laughs> I know it's the most boring thing. I've, I've been struggling internally because like people ask me what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm a I'm a wedding photographer. I'm well known slightly in my area. And uh, there's a bit of uh, pride. Well, not a bit. There's a lot of pride. I started my own <laughs> business. I'm a wedding photographer. I do a hard job that some people look at and go, geez, that looks hard. Um, at least that's what I think in my head. <laughs> people think about me, uh, whether it's true or not. Who knows? Uh, but, um, you know, there's a bit of a pride of the come is that like I uh, I don't want to say like I'm the mattress salesman like that <laughs> there's like zero sex appeal to that whatsoever um, but well, when uh, you give the boudoir spin to it I mean <laughs> there's an angle yeah. like think of the marketing there <laughs> yeah so my brother-in-law opened up a store it's not a franchise but it is a, it is a chain uh, he opened up a store in uh, North Carolina he's been doing it for the last year um, and he makes a lot more than I do. And uh, he works about half the time. Because you can have uh, so, other people doing it 
once you get it no. going. That's the biggest problem with our job, right? Listen, well, this one, this is the, this is, I keep looking for, anybody listening can find uh, a red flag with this. Please let me know. So it's called uh, Mattress by Appointment. All right. I'm Nick, I'm, Nick, I'm starting a mattress uh, store. I'm going to go head-to-head competition. <laughs> Anything you say you right can, now can be used well, and will I, be used in my own business <laughs> to compete against you, but continue. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I actually own a 15-mile radius, but you know I don't live that, that close, so you're okay, good. Okay. Um, although I am thinking about opening the stores in Buffalo. Um, so uh, I'm the only employee. It's by appointment only, so I only have to be open when I want to. I don't have any uh, – there are some minimum – uh, purchases that I have to make through the company, but they're uh, pretty minimal. So my brother-in-law works about uh, the average on the company is is about twenty five hours a week, and you can you schedule it completely. Um, and um, so there's it's very low startup, incredibly low. This is what got me it was very very low startup money. Very low. This is this is in the brick and mortar. This is this is a brick and mortar. It is. So you're gonna have yeah. a physical space shop. Yeah, working there all day today. Okay. Get it. Yeah. Uh, and you so, have like inventory in the store? Or is it just like a few? Will. You will. There'll be inventory in the store. You can walk out with your mattress. Okay. Um. So. Uh, it's super, a wide door. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get strong. <laughs> look out. Coming through. Uh, so uh, it's super low startup. I can get out at any time. The, the profit margins are good and I control the hours and to run the business, it's very low overhead. So everything I found is like I can work 20 hours or 15 hours a week. My wife can do it. Um, so and his wife do it together. So and, it's by appointment only with your right. clients. Yeah. Interesting. And it's, it's crazy because it's totally different from the wedding photography business. Not only in like, you know, like I want something that's, you know, recession proof and even COVID proof, which it's proven to be at least for the people that I've talked to. Um, people always need mattresses um uh and i wanted something that was uh just easy to get in and get out like i don't have to i don't have to do any more than i want to like i'm I'm in total control of what my hours are how often i work if i want to hire somebody else too i can um i'd love to have just me and my wife do it between the two of us which i think is totally doable um especially this year um and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's totally different than the wedding business. Cause I run, I try to run a high end business. All the albums are beautiful. All that, you know, sending gifts and, you know, everything from start to finish is, you know, looks amazing. And is, it has a high end feel to it. This is the complete opposite where like you want people to like, you don't <laughs> want walk in traffic. You want the, uh, you want them to make an appointment. Like if he said, if you call, if they call you from your storefront and they want you to come down, you tell them no, make an appointment because you you want them to be, you're pre-qualifying them so that all your time down there is, is, is basically making, you know, making a sale or helping somebody find the right mattress. So, you know, it's, uh, I never in a million years thought that I would <laughs> sell mattresses. Like what a crazy thing. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go for it. You know, the co- like there's like I can get out at any time. I had an incredible lease. I had a good I found a good landlord so I can get out at any time. I just have to give them 3 months notice. Um and then I could just liquidate my mattresses and just break even if I wanted to. Like that's worst case scenario. And so all the other stuff that I mentioned plus the easy out for me is like 
okay, what do I have to lose? Hmm. Let's try it. Cool, man. So, um, yeah, crazy. Yep. I think this is um, part of the point that I wanted to mention today on the podcast is that like, I feel like this year in particular, we need to be thinking of what are these other side sources of income or how else are we making it through this year? I mean, we just because we have to. Um, and that's a, that's a very, I, cause I've for years and years and years have always thought, man, I, w- I would love to start a side business. I would love to, I'd love to. But then what happens is I get so busy with weddings and all this kind of stuff that I have no time to even begin to even yeah. think about that. So now I've been doing a few things in the background too. Um, you know, I'll talk about my stuff when we get there, but, um, but yeah, man, that's, uh, it's cool. That's very cool. Good for you. I'm taking action and, and having a side source, uh, going on there spent with this year going on especially um megan yeah. is frozen megan are you still there i think her internet connection she has a nice smile went by yeah, she, she froze she's she froze in a really nice good place. spot that was like that like it looks like she's still <laughs> she looks like she's engaged and listening yes exactly <laughs> yeah hey megan you're is. back you hey i'm sorry that's okay you you froze at like this perfect spot we were just mentioning that looks like you're you were totally engaged totally active and listening in terms of like uh you're the picture you know uh that froze that way yeah i was super curious blink for a while super curious (laughs) yeah well you can listen to the podcast you can go back (laughs) yeah um so look everybody i'm in warsaw new york so yeah come to warsaw to buy a shoot? Okay, sorry. I was going to say, Nick, do you shoot boudoir at all? No, I don't. Because I was going to say, you could have them in shoot in the mattress <laughs> store. They'll be like, wow, this mattress is so comfy. And you can be like, well, it can be yours for the, <laughs> Take the it low home. monthly price. <laughs> yeah. I got them ratchet straps Walk out back. You can strap it right to your car right now. <laughs> um, Dream come true. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Last, it's that's okay. Oh, it's, if it happens again, if it happens again, you can maybe cut the video and then the the internet connection will be good enough to you know keep it going. My my husband was playing video games, oh. so I kicked him off. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's. I'm so sorry. I could do it, no problem. Um, Trade off for the glass of wine he brought you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He had all those points, and then they went right down. No, I'm just kidding. So, no, I I am super curious actually about how you're marketing this mattress store if it's like appointment only. Uh, so the company that I'm working with uh, does sets up a lot of uh, marketing for you. Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. Uh, a lot of it is um, uh, just using social media. Uh, and it takes a little bit of time to build you know, word of mouth. But for where I am uh, in Warsaw, New York, which is a pretty small town, um, about an hour from Buffalo and Rochester. Um, As I said, the armpit of Western New York. The armpit. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Hey, if you if you know how much I paid for my house, you'd you'd, you'd think twice. No, I'm just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, uh, the other thing is that there's no competition. There's not another store that sells mattresses uh, within 30 miles. Uh, and um, for my small town, uh, we are the town you come to shop to. So like we have the Walmart, we have the grocery stores, and all the other kind of shopping you, you would do. So. Um, it really is a perfect fit for right now. Um, and I plan to use some Facebook um, uh, advertising, just kind of boosting things myself and doing it that way. But um, uh, it's a slow build, but uh, from the uh, bunch of guys that, uh, in the company that I've talked to, um, you know, they do really well. And the biggest thing is people skills, which is 
and and sells. You know, and as you're talking, what I've been working as you're talking ten years, as you're talking about all of this, um, you know, we're we're a wedding photography podcast, but we often get into other things. But you know what? Eighty percent of that of everything you just said about the mattress store absolutely relates exactly to what we do as wedding photographers in terms of networking, building up your audience, you know, like, um, yeah. uh, you know, word of mouth referrals. Um, it, yeah. that's everything, you know, so, yeah. so much of what we do in order to have a business is exactly what you just said. And, and we should absolutely be able to transfer those skills from one field into another, um, you know, without a doubt. So that's, uh, it's cool to hear and cool to hear you're doing that. Uh, Lindsay Dario, what's going on? What's up? How you doing? What's, hey, you were you were you were away this past weekend. I was I was away twice since we last talked, um, both times to the same place. So I was in the Adirondacks once for business, once for pleasure. So um, did some hiking the first time just for fun with friends, and then was back this week for a vow renewal, uh, like a mountaintop. Um, photojournalistic, just a family hiking up a mountain and doing some vow renewals, which uh, was interesting to price. Uh, so a little like subtopic for today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was uh, approached by this couple back in the winter about having a vow renewal um, where there was going to be like a small dinner and some family and it was going to happen in May. And then, you know, COVID happened, whatever, and I just didn't hear from them. And then they reached out all of a sudden. We're like, you know what? We're just going to do it with just our family. So it's um, a husband and wife. They have an eight-month-old and two dogs. And they said, you know, our family won't be able to join us, but we still want to do some hiking and renew our vows with our two crazy dogs and our eight-month-old on a, like, up a mountain. So, you know, it's a little extra baggage for hiking, but... Uh, yeah, they, they see all my posts about hiking and knew that that's kind of, um, my other life outside of photography. And so they called me up and, and we started to plan, but it was, it was funny because when you first get into photography and people want to pay you to do something you love, you're just like, what, you want to give me money to do this? And this was sort (laughs) of that experience all over again, where I felt uh, like a weird pang of guilt, you know, like you want to pay me to hike, like. I do this probably once a month. I'm in the Adirondacks anyways, hiking. And now you want to pay me money to go and do that and take pictures, which at one point in my life was also something. I mean, I still love taking photos, but it is set in that that's my job now. (laughs) Uh, I still love it. And I still do sometimes question like, wow, like this is my life. I get paid to do this. It's amazing. But it it is work. And I understand that now, whereas hiking is still like a fun thing. (laughs) So to be able to combine those two loves is really fun. But it started out as far as pricing it as, okay, this is an event. There's going to be a dinner. There's going to be some vows. And I was thinking of it like as a small wedding or an elopement, that kind of pricing model. And then as it evolved, it was like, okay, we're going to do this big hike. And I'm obviously not going to be shooting the whole time like I would at a normal and to price my normal hourly rate for a wedding to be hiking was like not a fair (laughs) number to me. Mm. Uh, So I think moving forward, rather than try to do some kind of crazy hourly thing, I would just do like a day rate and we're just going to hang out all day because they definitely wanted photojournalistic coverage. They're like, you're a hiker and you're a journalist. And that's that's the, the approach that we want to these photos. 
So uh, flat rate moving forward. So there's not like a rush to hike up the hill as fast as humanly yeah, possible. Yeah, that's totally yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that we can pick the hike that's the most beautiful instead of the hike that's not going to cost them <laughs> a fortune. Let, let's get up. Every step is, uh, is $5 a step. <laughs> so. yeah, right? And they have two dogs and an eight month old that they've got in a backpack. So, you know, I said, we're going to, and actually the, um, the I wanted to call her the bride. She's been a bride for ten years. The wife, the yeah. woman. I don't know. Um, she's actually a photographer as well, and she so has she never priced it. anything like this yeah. either. So it was fun. Like she sort of appreciated my position and was like workshopping it with me. Like how do you? <laughs> <laughs> she's like I don't know either. So um, I said okay, let's go with my three hour rate, no matter how long it takes, <laughs> and that way we can just relax and enjoy the day and not feel pressure to run around and and make like a whole crazy sweaty mess of the thing so uh it was a lot of fun um the dogs did great the baby did great the couple did great they renewed their vows everything's good and so yeah i just got back home today we left like a three-day window because with the weather you just don't know and yeah. i didn't want to have one you know one morning to shoot it and then it's thundering and lightning and i've driven six and a half hours to do this shoot and i enjoy being up there anyways so we i went on monday stayed till today and so i had one day to just go hiking by myself and enjoy the scenery so it was nice to have that extra time too that's all that's new with me cool (laughs) um but by the way Lindsay, that book that you gave teo um you know for his birth or whatever um amazing that book is like incredible that mountain the mountain book oh my god yeah. it's, it is seriously it's the most so beautiful, beautiful book i think i've ever seen like like children's book amazing really incredible yeah I just don't you want to just cut pages out of it and frame yeah them. it's incredible and um yeah. by the way kristen my wife says that she forgot to get text you back but she will there we go okay. i mentioned that on the podcast that's, <laughs> not, that's on the podcast now it's i don't edit that out it stays in there that's perfect because yeah. Kristen texted me last week while i was on my way to the adirondacks and i read the text and it like stirred up all these thoughts that i started talking to paul about in the car and then forgot to actually text Kristen uh, back okay. all the things i was saying to paul yeah. so we're even now okay cool um megan what's up um so actually here's what if we can we can get into like what's up with you and what's been going on in your business lately. But I had mentioned just before we hit record that I had listened to your most recent podcast, just basically on these topics that we were kind of getting into um, with yeah. what we've been doing. Can you, can you just um, talk us through like a little bit of like what's going on lately with you and some of the stuff that you had mentioned there. And then that'll kind of lead into our bigger uh, topic here. Sure. So, I mean, for those who don't know, which is probably all of you, um, <laughs> I quit my job, my full-time job, right before coronavirus happened, like two weeks before coronavirus happened, uh, and New York got locked down, um, to pursue wedding photography full-time, because I was doing it, you know, on weekends and nights and all that fun stuff um, we the do. The timing is incredible, Megan. Just like, <laughs> yeah. like you nailed yeah, it. You just absolutely killed the timing. <laughs> just just beautiful. I got our calendar up to 40 weddings this year. It's down to wow. like wow. seven at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still having people cancel all the way out to March 2021, which hopefully is, is 
is not realistic, but you right. know it's happening. So yep. that is what it is. And um, in the meantime, I guess we've been figuring out how to make do because you know I lost my health insurance and um, a stable income. But um, I, I was I was pretty set on having those forty weddings this year, which is which is all good. Um, so. <laughs> At this point, I love know. how we all say that. We're all like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's Everything, fine. everything's fine. fine. <laughs> Who cares that we lost eighty percent of our expected income? You know, like, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's the whole mood for twenty twenty. It's like the dog in the burning room meme where he's got the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's the mood. But no, we've been uh, sustaining ourselves in a few different ways, and I mean. I guess the biggest way right now is um, we're getting wedding deposits for 2021 right now. And we're also asking some of our late 2020, early 2021 couples if they're willing to pay like their second installment in their payment installment series um, in exchange for either a postpone the date shoot, which some people are super into or an extra hour on their wedding day or a hundred dollars off their final payment. And it's just like a little barter that, keeps cash flow moving into mm-hmm. our lives. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also a whole bunch of other ways we're sustaining, which I can dive into now. I can dive sure. into no, later. Sure, now's the perfect time, yeah. Perfect. I mean, so I'm doing some freelance writing and marketing for wedding photographers, kind of helping them with their websites and their SEO and their blogs, because um, SEO is something I got really into in my older marketing job before I left. Mm. Um, and then otherwise... <laughs> before you left two weeks before COVID. <laughs> I got like that that like 30 mile gaze right now um, no. <laughs> um, but no other than that uh, we're also selling prints to clients which is something that we never really pushed on before we use shoot proof as our gallery which has a print on demand option which we you know we kind of say to clients you, you can print through us or you can go to Costco whatever whatever feels good to you um, and now we are you know, sending targeted email campaigns for everyone who's ever received a gallery from us. And we're saying, you know, now's the time you're nesting already. So (laughs) might as well add some prints. Um, So we're actively adding print sales as opposed to just uh, kind of passively having print sales. And then we are selling some Lightroom presets, which, you know, it's not a, it's not a huge moneymaker, but you know, it buys lunch sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one of the bigger ones for our family photography clients is gift cards because for Mother's Day we did like a digital gift card promotion for mini sessions mm. and the moms went wild. So that <laughs> that kept some stable cash flow in our business. Nice. Uh, yeah, and they just gifted them essentially all to each other, like a little round robin. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Works for me. And then other than that, you know, engagement sessions and family sessions are finally starting to open up in the city, knock on wood, wherever that is, mm-hmm. uh, that we stay this way. Um, I mean, inquiries are down at this point, but we're still continuing to market ourselves and we're getting some wedding contracts through the door. But obviously, inquiries are down for all of us at this point, or at yeah. least I like to think so, right? Yeah, they, they most <laughs> You're not alone. Down. No, mine <laughs> yeah. are down. Yeah, the last time I think Nick, you asked in the group, um, yeah. um, and at that time, for whatever reason, I like they picked back up for me. But now this these like past like a couple weeks, I'm like, oh, maybe Nick was right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, yeah. It's, but it's in cycles. It all comes in cycles. Yeah, yeah. It always ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
no well, one cool. knows what to expect. So I think it's until that happens, I don't think it's going to be any stability in the business. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, just in, and I, you know, I know it's very different in Western New York from from New York City, um, but you know, we have same thing with us with Western New York. I don't know. If, there's a there's a group specifically for uh, wedding venues in Western New York, and uh, and it's you know half or actually no this does apply to New York because this was a Cuomo thing where basically they all the venues were saying well restaurants can be at fifty percent capacity um, so we should be able to be at fifty percent capacity as long as we follow the same rules as restaurants and it looked like like from our Erie County like we got the go ahead where like yeah okay you can do that and then today. Cuomo was like, nope, you can't do that. It is up to 50 people total um, because it's non-essential business. Banquet facilities can't do it. So there's a lot of... Um, so now it's like, oh, now it's only up to 50. And so like this is just today. Just today, couples that are oh, that, are, that are finding this out, um, you know, now that, that you can't be at 50% capacity, you have to be at 50 people. Um, so that's... Yeah. So that's another gonna, wedding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, that is uh, what it is, I suppose. Um, for for me, um, I've been, I did have my one wedding, um, my, my my first real COVID wedding. Like I had one just before in March, but um, but this is my first real one I had in uh, like last week or two weeks ago, um, and it was like thirty people. Um, they totally scaled down to just immediate family. And it, everything went amazing. Like they scaled down their package to like six hours compared, you know, it was a full day thing, but I'm just letting couples do that. It's not their fault. I would rather take the 2020 wedding scaled down than rather than have another moving wedding go to 2021. So I let them scale down. No problem. Um, and everything went great. It was awesome. Uh, there are, you know, the issues of, um, like when, you know, and the, for the family photos, like you want the, everybody to be close in those family photos. And I, so I, I did ask the couple prior to the wedding, which we talked about, I think last week, Lindsay, um, you know, how do you want me to handle this? Do you want me to, you know, I can do it in all these different ways. And they're basically like, just, just do it like you would have always done it. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to follow your lead in terms of how that goes. So I did, everybody was fine. It was a little weird though because like I show up in the morning and and I started with the guy. It was just me because I had a second photographer originally, but then they scaled down the package. So I so I showed up for the guys in the morning to start, and it's like everybody's just hanging out without masks on and drinking and like all that. And I'm like, all right, here I am, you know, here I am shooting yeah. the wedding, and it was a little weird. But I I mean just because those thoughts are going on in the back of my mind where I'm like, oh. Here we are. We're just doing this, you know. And you're um, indoors. You're like yeah. in a hotel. I'm, I'm or in a, I'm in in a, a hotel room with guys drinking, just like we always shot weddings yeah. with them in a the hotel room drinking. You know. I think that's yeah. a thing I would ask moving forward about. I didn't think about the getting ready photos yeah. until today, because at the at the venue you can spread out a little bit, but in a hotel room, like with all the bridesmaids or groomsmen, whoever, and family, it is. Crazy ramped yes. in an enclosed space and you can't open a window in a hotel no. <laughs> either so there is no fresh air no. in there and that is that's not okay like you can move that to at least the lobby or somewhere where you could spread out a little bit for those photos right so it is and like they did scale down their wedding party but it was still like five dudes in a room drinking you know and and then I go over to the girls same thing then I'm just in a room with with five girls you know what I mean like when they're getting ready and all that and then the wedding was outside, so that was great. There was and they dis- distanced the chairs and all that. But then they, when they went in for dinner, it was like thirty people in this tight ass room without masks on. 
you know they're, they're all immediate family right but like but, but you're not but i'm not yeah exactly and then and yeah. then they had a dj there even though there was no music that was just for the music there was no dancing or anything but they had the dj there and he's not and the and the caterers you're you know the people you know the venue they're not you know but they were all masked right. and everything but um but in theory then you could go and shoot another wedding the next day and take all of their little exactly. droplets and put them on the other wedding yeah. the next day you know and that's kind of what i was telling you last week remember what i was saying about like like if i even offer that option of not wearing a mask like that could be a liability issue yeah. if couple the next couple the next day is like well you weren't wearing you weren't wearing a mask at that other wedding Do you know what i mean like like that's yeah. a mm. that's an issue um yeah so y'all are getting me really hyped for my first COVID wedding this yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's going to be 30 people. The venue is indoor outdoor, uh, where it's a rooftop, but also an indoor space. But Saturday, the tropical storm is going to hit New York as well. So oh, yeah. Oh, let's, fun. let's throw all of these things in there at the same time. That sounds it's like been a, great... a neat year. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, yeah, a meteor shower just to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah. So feeling hyped. Thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know the what is and this is my point. Even for that March wedding that I had and this one, it's like once you're once you're there shooting the wedding, you're just there shooting the wedding like you always were and always used to be. And it's like and like yeah, you can have the mask on at different times and that kind of stuff. But like. I still, I need to do my job and get in there and all this different stuff. And like, and like that takes priority, like doing the wedding. It's, it's so, you know, there you go. Good luck, Megan. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Well, at least testing is prevalent. So, you know, you could in theory, you know, every week, I guess, go get tested after your wedding. Right. So the couple is here. actually the couple is actually paying for all of their guests to get tested ahead of time. So that's pretty oh, wow. cool. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. And now fairly, our, our New York City is is now where the rest of the state is now, as of fairly recently, right? It's phase three without indoor dining, so I think so. Okay. And is this is your wedding four, coming up but... in New York City or is it like uh, outside? It's in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay. So like just across the pond, but then New Jersey also just updated their mask mandate guidelines yesterday. So yeah. there's there's lots of conflicting. I'm gonna have a call with the bride tomorrow. Just yeah. smooth things out. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I have a wedding in New Jersey in a few weeks, and uh, right outside New York as well. And like, at, yeah, it's like every every day you just. It changes. Well, everything you is just changing. Don't know what's going to happen yeah, every every single day. Yeah, every day. It's crazy. Um, other than that, I've had uh, so as far as like I've had a few few little engagement shoots that kind of thing, and then I did some headshots with um for some for the news people. Lindsay helped me. Out I with was that there. One. Thank you, Lindsay, for helping me. <laughs> Wait, quick story. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, do you know anyone like a student who might be willing to like come to this <laughs> shoot for like fifty bucks and just hold a reflector?" I'm like. I'll go for 50 bucks and hold your <laughs> Like, these are hard times. I will totally be I will hold the heck out of that reflector it, for 50 it was, it was just for an hour, you know, because like, I had I had four news news anchors scheduled in 15-minute sessions. So 
I think 50 bucks an hour is pretty good, right? You know, just for an hour. <laughs> it's so entertaining watching Andy work. It's like, yeah, this is the best 50 so bucks Lindsay, ever. So, Lindsay, can you... Stand can, here and hold this thing for an hour. <laughs> can you critique me? Am I, like, a terrible photographer for, like, doing the things that I was doing? Like, I have them, like... But, like, I have them... I, and I feel like they feel like, what is this guy doing? But it does. It gives me different reactions. So, I have, the, like, them, like, turn around. And I'm like, one, two, three, turn around. And I, they, they wanted two different looks. They wanted uh, a smiley look and kind of a relaxed look for those news stories when it's they need to be serious you know um so i like i do my little thing like critique me was it okay how did i do do i how do i come off <laughs> you can be um, you can be honest yeah i well it was again it's i love assisting other photographers because i pick up little tips and tricks yeah. and i'm also like ooh, that didn't work <laughs> and and i i love having people move through poses as opposed to just like like hey do this put your hand here and then they just hold it forever and it gets really stiff and uncomfortable so i like that you were having them like move into the poses but then sometimes it's like you want to tweak it a little bit and i was standing like really close with the reflector and i'm like ooh, oh i would have just like tweaked her chin just a little this way and but that's what gets gets them stiff but these are also like news anchors so it's like they could handle exactly it. I don't yeah. know. so it was fun to like think about how i would have done it as opposed to how you did it and i can't wait to see what the final product is yeah they can yeah, all- it's, it's always just interesting to watch somebody else work and you're like "Ooh, wouldn't do that but it seems to be working <laughs> they look great i yeah. don't know <laughs> i do that. i just try and get as many different like poses in there for them for because they want to choose and figure you know so that there's right. a lot of different options in there but but yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like like this podcast, Megan. I just make it up as I go, you know. <laughs> so, um, okay, and then and then I guess the other the, you know as far as like um, the other main thing that just like I've wanted to bring up that I've been doing like my main thing that I've been doing since all this happened is I've been like playing the stock market like crazy. That's like what I've been doing. Like, like during the day, I'm just, I'm just like on, on my Robin hood, on my TD, on my different accounts. And just, I'm like doing the stock market and I'm making money, man. It's good stuff. But (laughs) are you up? Oh yeah, dude. I'm up like a hundred percent since I started like like a Robin hood account in 2017. And I'm like up a hundred percent on what I put in originally. Like it's crazy. That's great. Um, and then in my other one, I'm up like even a lot more because I started that one in like 2016. Um, and then I started, you know, you know, I started to get into options a little bit and that kind of thing. I don't know if any of you guys do any of this, but, um, you really don't want to be doing options. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that. Um, (laughs) but, but I actually did want to make a point, um, on here and that is this, um, as wedding photographers about retirement and all that kind of stuff, if, if. And this goes for absolutely every everybody, absolutely anybody who's a wedding photographer, absolutely anybody who owns their own mattress shop, absolutely anybody who <laughs> is it was a business person, an entrepreneur. You absolutely, absolutely need to start a retirement account. You have to. Yesterday, if you don't, you are screwing your older, the older version of yourself. Literally screwing the older version of yourself. You have to do it. It and because. When you, even if, so, you know, the point is, is that if you put a little bit away and especially as our own business owners, like if you're working, like, like I used to be a teacher, right. And, and you're, you're going to get some pension and all this kind of stuff. No, as business owners, we're do we got to do it all ourselves. So you have to be doing that. And it's like, and the amount of money that you put in, 
like like kind of like what I just said, it's like if you expect 10% return a year, like you like how much money are you going to be able to survive on if you want a retirement when you're 65? What is that number? Ask yourself that. And then when you ask yourself that, if you it's not even that bad. Even if you put in like, you know, like every year like if you max out which everybody should be like what we should be doing, everybody should be maxing out their um SEP well, well not necessarily because you could be a SEP IRA as a as a as a business owner. Um, and that you could go up to 50,000, but none of us are putting 50 K a year in, yeah. into that. But, but traditionally it's like, it's like 5,500 or 6,500 that you would go into a traditional IRA. You should at least be doing 5,500, 6,500 every year into a traditional it's a huge IRA. tax write off. Yeah. Too. And it's a write off. So, so when you huge do that, off. you're not paying the taxes on it. And here's the other thing. One other little thing I was, you know, I've been doing my little Robin hood account, like making my trades and doing all that kind of stuff. You don't have to be, but anytime you make money in your regular stock account, just like we make money on a wedding, you make $1,000, you're giving 30%, 40% to the government. But if you do it inside an IRA, if you do it inside your IRA, you can still trade individual stocks inside your IRA tax-free, grows tax-free, right? And then and then you get that later on. And, and there's... There's a difference between a Roth IRA, traditional IRA. You do the Roth IRA if you put it in, you're paying taxes ahead of time, so that later on it, you can. So that's a good emergency fund too for us, right? Especially now, like in this kind of thing with COVID, right? So if we put in, if you put a thousand dollars into your Roth IRA, yes, you'll pay taxes on that, and you have to pay taxes on that. But anything that you make on that, right? Any of the gains that you make on that, that grows tax free, and you can pull out that $1,000 anytime you want because you've already paid taxes on it. It's like an emergency fund. Not only yeah. it works as your retirement and emergency. So Roth is a good idea for us too. Really a combination of both Roth and SEP as business owners is probably the way to go. Um, but this is like super important. Like if you're yeah. a wedding photographer, if you're a business owner and you don't have retirement, you are screwing yourself if you don't do this yeah. now. And I, and I learned this because... It's only been a few years that I've been doing this, you know, since like maybe like 2014, 2015 when I started getting into it. And man, if I would have been doing it earlier, the amount of money that I would have been yeah. up now. That's the but, key is you you have to like the earlier you think as a as a 20 year old, you don't it's not even on the radar. Yeah. And it's only like I think most of us who get to like mid to late 30s like, oh, like I need to have I need to have some retirement at some point. But man, if you can start in your 20s, if you're listening and you're in your 20s, oh my gosh, get that open and start putting money in now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge deal and it's and it's amazing. Um and one other little thing. I strongly recommend like do the IRA and do the, your, your mutual funds and all that stuff to get started. Like you can expect a 10% return on S&P 500 if if you're if you don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about it. And, and by the way, it's not hard. People get freaked out about like how to do it. You literally go to a website. You go to Vanguard or, or TD or any one of these places, and then you say, open account. And just like you would open any checking account, it's literally that simple. Open a SEP IRA account, and you put money into it, and then it grows. It's not hard at all. You <laughs> click some buttons magic. and open an account. It's not that hard. It's really even- not. Yeah, even if you just get like a, it sounds really fancy, a financial advisor, you know, it seems like that's a very adult thing to have, but they take a very minimal cut annually and they do all of that trading for you. I actually recommend to not get a financial advisor because it's really so easy that you can do it yourself and you save all that percentage that would go to the, if you don't, if you look, here's, here's the one thing. 
it, that's if you're doing the research and you have but good you ideas have about. You don't have to. If you do. So listen, if you're somebody that if you just want to do a retirement account and you don't know what to pick and you don't want to manage it and you don't care, that's fine. I get that. But if you go to Vanguard, for example, and you open a target date retirement fund, you put all your money into a target date retirement 2050, target date retirement 2055, right? They will manage all of that for you. And it's an index fund and you're in the, per- the, the percentage that you're paying is nil. Essentially, it's very small. <laughs> Someone is still managing that behind no, the not. scenes. It's an index fund. You just said. Sorry. Um, I mean, I, there's someone's trading at yeah, some point. You yeah, know? I'm sorry. So um, I, I misspoke when I said that. So an index fund um, is basically like like a lot of stocks all combined, whatever. But right. but but that is a So there's a difference between active and a non. I forget what the terminology is. But um, most of the funds that, that I would suggest that people get into are are non mutual funds that are managed. You want ones that the computer is basically doing or that 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 they're making these decisions on. So for example, um I don't know if you know I don't know if like those target date funds are there actual people that are deciding that when they move and like what stocks they go into because the point is is that you start off in a lot of stocks and then they slightly transfer and go into bonds as you get older so that you're it's less risky as you as you go on. Right. But I think that it's um you're paying a very low expense fee um, for like that t- those target date funds, and it's and if it is actively managed, it's it's like for the whole of people that are buying into that fund, extremely low, and and really, you know, I you know people if you if you do the financial advisor generally, look go to personal finance on Reddit. Like if you if you do go to Reddit, look at personal finance and look at the conversations that come up about personal finance finance managers and and why really ninety nine times out of ten people just need a target date retirement fund if you don't want to think about it, um, and you end up saving a lot more money and a lot more money of that ends up staying in your retirement. It's a long it's a long thing people do debate it a little bit but it's those people are wrong <laughs> so i like having a person i can call and ask questions and sure like and i said his his fee seems very reasonable it's like nothing so yeah because he's making a cut too i'm sure there's a percentage and yeah, right i don't know right but that but that percentage <laughs> is a percentage that would be going to you and that would be would be invested and continue to invest yeah. and then that percentage i mean in theory increase. he's gonna make better investments than i would but you know like you said, there's there's a bunch of different ways to get from A to B. <laughs> right. And it's funny because, so, uh, Paul, my partner, he used his uh, stimulus check and invested it and yep. made a whole ton of money. And I'm like, this is why, because he's still got his job and everything. I'm like, this is why the rich get richer, because you took your <laughs> stimulus check and you invested it and made a ton of money. And I took my stimulus check and it was like electricity. <laughs> Food. Honestly, though, that that is why the rich get richer. Like it, it yeah. literally legitimately is. And like what I've seen happen in the stock market and what I've seen happen in my portfolio, it's like, it's really kind of, Jaw dropping. You know what else is crazy right. is that right now the stock market continues to go up and up and up in the middle of all this insanity. And it yeah, really the is. The people with money are investing like crazy right it's, now. It's totally disconnected yeah. from the reality of what's going on with the actual, you know, small business owners. It's completely disconnected and it's all about big business. And then it's all about now people doing like what, you know, 
Paul did, which is basically take and there's a lot of new traders because of because of what's been happening this past year where people are home and you know instead of going to sports they're they're trading on you know that now so <laughs> that's um, the new sports betting <laughs> yeah so anyway if it doesn't need to be that detailed point is do a target date retirement fund if you don't want to think about it you're gonna and you will thank thank yourself later um yeah so there you go who else I has just anything have to throw out there yes that I- I am a big spender of convenience as well. So, Lindsay, I completely get you on the financial advisor front. Like, that is probably the route that I would go just because I would rather save that several hours of my time learning about this stuff. But it's not. Just like having... I just told you. <laughs> I, I literally, and I'm, and I'm serious. Like, target date retirement. My... <laughs> go to Vanguard. Open account. Target date retirement 2065. That's it. That, that's all you need to know. You're trusting the machine. <laughs> the machine will will, us, will usually win. Then that's that's the other point too. Uh, but look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Be. Personal finance. Go to go to Reddit. Personal finance. Look up the difference between pers, per, financial advisor and not. Sorry. So so I had a question unrelated to any of this, but um, kind of on the topic of what we're talking about, kind of like a what would you do scenario. And I know you guys do this in your Facebook group anyway, but I'm here now, so I get to ask you myself. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is just like fresh in my head because it happened yesterday and it just completely roadblocked my entire day. Um, so with our wedding packages, we give our couples engagement shoots with every package because we like to, you know, get them comfortable for their photos. So their wedding day photos, you know, they're not like, what do I do? Um, (laughs) and one of our couples, you know, they pretty much ignored any attempts at all to book their engagement session up until this point. And now they're trying to ask us to replace their engagement session with an additional micro wedding that they're having on top of their actual wedding because their actual wedding's like next year, mid year. Mm. Um, but they're asking us to shoot it for free, like we would with an engagement session. And, you know, we have explained to them now three times why a micro wedding is very different than an engagement session and that. We're not going to shoot that for free. Um, But they're not really taking no for an answer. I've (laughs) done this twice in writing and once on the phone. But my my issue here is, like, we are already contracted for their wedding next year. And we don't want this to continue to be, like, a year-long, weird, uncomfortable relationship we now have with them. Because we're already on contract for their big day. And I don't... I don't really know what to do if they're going to come back to me and say, well, we still want it for free after being told yeah. no three times. Um, I, yeah, go ahead, Lindsay. So I was going to say, did you express to them like the standalone value of an engagement session for someone who, you know, you're not shooting their wedding is X and then our hourly rate for event coverage is X and therefore these two things are not the same? Yeah, and, and I and I explain to them like the difference overall like you can rebook an engagement session if it's raining or if you know something happens but for an elopement or or for a micro wedding it's completely different set of circumstances oh yeah it's high pressure you've got to nail like that's a one-time thing there it's a high stress situation with emotional people and things you can't replicate you know once they happen they happen it's completely different than an engagement session yeah 
And also it takes longer. Like it's probably three hours, I would guess, to do the um, the micro wedding at least. Yeah. Whereas an engagement session would probably be like a one hour thing. Like if it were me, I would say, okay, I can use the engagement, a credit from the engagement session. Say it's 300 bucks, whatever, just to throw a number out there and put that towards your micro wedding. So then your total for your micro wedding would be whatever discounted rate. Yeah, that, that's okay. exactly what I would I would suggest too. Is like because like I have a price on my original contract that like my engagement session is such and such a price. But if it was included, then that's how much it would be, right? So like if if your engagement session is five hundred dollars, for example, then you would say, okay, well, yeah, that's fine. If you're doing the micro wedding, five hundred dollars is is this long of coverage, and then anything over that is this, and I'll invoice you that after the micro wedding. what's their their comeback like what's their counter argument you explaining it because so far everything i've seen with you you have your own podcast you're good at communicating so i'm sure (laughs) that you're communicating clearly to them so what are they saying like are they giving you a counter argument that is logical or are they just saying no you have to do it (laughs) their counter argument is literally yes but we think that it should be done for free like that is that is their counter argument. Uh, they they have said it they've said it in more ways than one. You know, on the phone with them they were like, Yeah, well we were just thinking maybe you could do this anyway and like I even told them like that's not fair to our other couples who are going through this exact same scenario except their weddings have actually been cancelled, you know? And and they literally their their argument at this point is just yes, we get it, but you should do this. <laughs> So, so yeah. I, I don't know. If, I'm feeling stuck. If I were you, I would do what Lindsay said. And I would say, like, I don't know if you have, like, an engagement price listed on your package. Or even if, if it's if you're saying that it's free, say, well, my engagement session, normally if you book my engagement session, it would be this amount of money. Totally fine. I'm going to put that exactly towards your micro wedding. But then anything over that will be my hourly coverage rate. I'll invoice you that following the wedding. And then I would shoot the micro wedding. And then after you shoot the micro wedding, then I would invoice them the balance on the micro wedding. And I would not give them a single photo until they paid that balance on that micro wedding. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's, and that's maybe that. Approach. Yeah. Maybe that means you are only at the micro wedding for the value of your engagement session. Like maybe it's. 45 minutes. I don't know. You know, like yeah. if that's yeah. all they're willing to pay, exactly. if they only want the free version. The free version is exactly what you say it is. Like yeah. that's in your control. And then you just leave and then you just walk out 45 <laughs> minutes after, after, after it's going. That was your free micro wedding. Yep. Gosh, that's yeah. It. So yeah, I, 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 it wouldn't be so uncomfortable if we didn't have their entire wedding booked as well. You know, like yeah. we have to see them again more than yeah. once. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder too, like it's, it sometimes is hard to communicate like black and white. Like you want to, you, first of all, you don't want to come across cold. You don't want to come across as harsh. You want to help them. I think that most of us truly want to help our, our clients who are in this situation. Um, and it can be hard to communicate that in a way like in your head, you know, like right when you get, when you're like communicating in your head, like, all right, I'm going to do this and this. And then it comes out and you're like, well, and like we soften the blow so much, and at least I do this. And so I wonder if like having it too, like in an email laid out very clearly with the numbers and the time, and maybe even having someone else you trust read it 
Because sometimes I'll do that. I'll have my Absolutely. wife read it, and she's like, dude, yeah. this is so soft. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or it's the opposite. It's like, yo, this is too harsh. You need to soften this up a little bit. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I guess I am kind of, kind of mad about it. Yeah. So, like, just having somebody else go, look, you're being soft there. You got to be a little hard or, you know. Um, sometimes that can be helpful too. Just like laying, sort of laying down the law in a, if there's a fun, there's a fine balance of like laying down like the reality of the business and what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Also doing that in a way that, um, you know, like you try to lay down the law with love and that that's a fine line. That's, (laughs) it's a tough line to walk and it might take a few, uh, you know, drafts to get it right. Um, (laughs) But it has to be final, too. Whenever you tell them, like, it's like when you end it, you like, and this is how it's going to be because it's clear that they're not getting the hint. And so you're going to have to be a little whatever level you have to go a little bit more and go. And that's and that's where I am. And that's kind of where, you know, somehow bring finality to it. Lindsay. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that uh, our my good friend, Leah Haydock, who's been on the show, has a whole beautiful talk she could um motivate you with about how the answer is always yes that's her mo with everything so can you shoot my micro wedding for free yes but (laughs) not even but yes i can shoot your micro wedding for free i will be there for this amount of time i will take x amount of pictures whatever it is and you like it's your business. You set those parameters, but you don't have to make it a negative thing. Like, no, unfortunately I'm not willing to do that. It can be like, yes, I absolutely would love to shoot your micro wedding for free. Um, you have a credit for this amount of time and just let me know when you want me to be there. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like with laying down the law, I have placed down the law. So I feel like if they come back after the third time, I'm going to end up laying it down, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah, there's only so much you can take. And then you have to just stand up for yourself at some point. People are going to test you at many different points in your career. And, you know, it's always a give and take. But at some point, you do have to stand up for yourself. And there's a risk like, okay, they might leave a bad review, they might not refer you to their friends. But at the same time, you don't want to be taken advantage of either. So, you know, you just have to keep a good attitude, educate people about why your prices are the way they are so that you don't come off as like trying to rip them off. Because, you know, like Nick said, we all have good intentions of helping our clients out. No one's trying to rip anybody off in this situation, but we have to protect our businesses too. And if people understand that you have good intentions and you're just holding your contract, like hopefully they'll be reasonable and not everyone will unfortunately (laughs) you're gonna have some bad apples over the years it's it is just the reality but ladies and gentlemen this is wedding photographers unite a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers bye wedding photographers the show goes live roughly every other week and while we're at it please do leave us a review in apple podcasts subscribe in apple podcasts and Help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Um, That's a weird time for me to do this. Usually I do that earlier in the show, but I decided to do it later in the show because why not? (laughs) Um, Canon people, congratulations. Hey, finally, Nick D'Antonio. Oh my gosh. Two years I've been waiting. Why are we clapping? Oh, what the R five? Yeah, the R five. Yeah, R five, R Yeah, I, I didn't thought, actually I thought... hear what Andy said. I was like, "Why would Nick be cheering? Why would Nick be cheering?" Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, 
I half switched to Sony last year. Time to uh, come back, Nick. Time. I'm, com- I'm, come back I'm coming home. back, baby. I'm throwing come the Sony back. out. And I'm coming back to Canon. Did you save your glass? Yeah. Yep. I yeah. was. This was my plan all along. I f- I really thought and hoped that Canon would get their act together and put out something comparable. And so Ooh, I was I like, I something in between. And man, they knocked it out of the park way more than I ever thought they would. I I ordered them both this morning. Really? Wow. Wait, them both? Yeah. The yeah. two cameras or the lens in the R6, camera? What are you talking about? R, R, uh, R6 and R, R5. Man, okay. you really are COVID immune over there, aren't you? Yeah, counting yeah. on that future You're high money. rolling over there. Yeah, <laughs> <money>. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't I've, wait to get I've been waiting. two I've years been... when I have money again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been saving. I've been waiting for this, knowing that it's coming too. I actually think that I probably, I didn't know which one was going to be released first. So I, I had heard that the R6, which is sort of the little brother, was going to be released first. And I thought, OK, I'll just get that. And if I like it, then I'll cancel the R5 order. But it looks like now the R5 is going to be released first. So I think I'll probably cancel the R6. I don't know. I have to, I have to I'm kind of waiting for the dust to settle a little bit and trying to find <laughs> the real the real facts because it's kind of, you know, yeah. it's kind of crazy town right now. But I don't care. About cam- I don't care about happy. cameras anymore. But I, I, I wanted to bring it up just to make you happy. I'm above cameras. I don't need cameras. Man, you guys talked about Sony cameras for like two straight oh, years God. on this and podcast. Fuji. Well, then Fuji. Well, that's why I brought it. And VR. Well, it's about Where's your VR now. All I'm saying is, it's about damn time. It's about damn time the Canon caught up with what's been going on. That's all I'm they saying. They didn't catch up. They just like went. Yeah. Step ahead. Now, They've got like a flagship. It is. So, so actually, now there. maybe because I didn't even look into it that much. Why? So actually, Nick, you probably. I'm glad you're on the show, because I only I only looked at like the Cliff Notes version. I'm like, oh, finally they have two card slots. Oh, finally they've done these things where it's like a it's basically like a 5D Mark II or 5D Mark IV level camera in yep. mirrorless. But like, what are the like as a Sony shooter? If I'm shooting A7R3s and or an A7R4 yeah. or whatever it is I'm shooting, why would I consider? Um, why why are these better? Why is this better than like an A7R4? Um, for you, I actually don't think there's that, that much of a, a, like a allure. It's a 45 megapixel, which I think is pretty close to what you have in the, something like that. But I don't think megapixels is like, yeah, who cares? you know, whatever. Yeah. It's nice to be able to crop, but it's also a pain to be able to deal with those big files. Yeah, I like the big files, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, who cares? I think that the biggest thing is for, on the R5 is how are they like overshot on video you can do 8k 30 frames a second raw is unbelievable like two months ago or whenever that was leaked or they released that information everybody was like it's not true they can't physically can't do it those cameras that small cannot take the heat uh that is built up inside it just it's wrong i know it's going to be some fake out and they're just trying to hype it up but they came through for it now, like I shoot a lot of video now too. Uh, the 8K. What I'm really interested in is like, can I? Yes. Like, can I shoot video and then pull stills? That's from what that? I am super curious about. I've been talking about that yeah. for years, man. Because once that, once you're at the resolution where, because yeah. and you're doing it, you're you're going out there, you're shooting, you're fo- photographing, but also providing the video and all this little stuff that you're doing. And like, and I like my first year in when I was, it was 2010, like I was like doing that. I was like providing these little video clips and I would like, my brain was going back and forth between photo and video. I'm like, this is <laughs> dumb. I'm done doing this. I'm, I'm a photographer. You know, I want to focus on being a photographer. Um, but, but I've always said the day that comes 
where I can shoot like raw video um, and pull stills, but you know, the motion blur is still going to be the issue with that. Right. But what's right. What is, what is an AK, AK video? What is the resolution on like, if you pull a frame out of that AK, what, what is the resolution of that image? Wouldn't it be 8,000 by? No, I don't think so. Um, because it the, the it's it's not it never lines up exactly with what you would think. Can can, some, can somebody park, Google that? Right? Like, can somebody Google? Because I, I don't have a uh, like. What is eight K resolution? <laughs> and it'll tell you. It'll tell you the resolution. I'm gonna Google it right now. I got you. Uh, I, I'm googling. I'm googling. Everyone's googling. Uh, I, think, I think we're all I'll googling. Talk. Who can be quick? I'll talk. <laughs> Nick, yeah, go ahead. I'm not googling. I'm making yeah. no 76, effort. Seventy six. Seventy six eighty by. Forty three twenty. Okay, so dude, that's that decent. that is that's so, yeah, like that's like as big mark. as that's like as big as like the A seven R fours, A seven R threes. Yeah, that's nutty. So that's the thing. And then the, the other question is like, you know, it shows it shoots thirty frames a second. So you're probably shooting, you're setting your shutter speed at sixty, which is you're gonna get some blur. You're gonna get some sharpness, but you're gonna get some blur too. So I'm, you know, like I'm not sure that I'll do that yet. Um, I'm gonna try and see what happens. Yeah, but I um, man, it also shoots four K at one twenty. So you could set your shutter speed to, you know, like 250. If you just have the couple stand still, though, see, man, man, this this yep. might be the, the beginning of Andy Buscemi videography uh, again. Because, <laughs> because, because honestly, because I'm so sick of these freaking videographers, man. I'm, I've literally, like this last year, I, I freaking had it, man. I'm sorry. I just, I had it with the stuff that I saw going on. These, 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 ca- these people like swooping in front of these shots. Like I had it like five or six times last year. And I'm, I'm an, I'm a, so close to just being like, you know what? I do both. I'm, I'm, I shoot video I'm, I'm, and I'll direct and pull the video. If you have the couple stand still though, right? And you're yeah. shooting 60 frames a second, right? And you're pulling this 8K. So this thing shoots 8K at 60 frames a second? 8K Raw. at 30. At 30. 8K at 30 frames okay, a second. Okay, so, so you'd you be... set your shutter speed to 60. So, okay, so right. So if you if your shutter speed's at 1 over 60 because you'd be... Yeah. Um, so in that case, you would just have to make sure that when you're thinking in terms of photo, that they would have to be super still. So that so that if they did move a little bit because you because you're shooting at one over sixty yeah um yeah you in theory you could kind of do it you'd have to be thinking with both heads a little bit but yeah um, the other thing is that you can you can you don't have to shoot at sixty you could shoot that at one over five hundred right but then the video looks like shit yeah but if you drop it into so I I um there's a guy I follow his name is Taylor Jackson um he's actually from you might know. Of him, yeah. uh, he's from the Kitchener, Ontario area, which is you know sort of that whole region there. Um, yeah. But he uh, does what I do, and it's the reason I started doing what I'm doing with photo and video at sort of the same you know back and forth. Um, but he'll he's like, yeah, I, I can see a little difference, but when I drop it into a, a, a sequence uh, that's uh, 24 frames, uh, like. You know, I mean, and they're usually slowing everything down too, so that helps kind of cover that some of that jerkiness. So, um, you know, there's ways you can play around with that and see what you can get away with. Super interesting. I'm sure every camera is a little bit wow. different. I didn't know that I was yeah. actually interested in this camera until we just had this conversation. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Okay. So yeah. So Tell us, yeah, yeah. What is more? So uh, I guess the optical, um, the viewfinder. The electronic viewfinder has like, I don't know, like 
five million or six million dots and it feels just like an optical viewfinder. So for the people that are transitioning from uh, a regular DSLR to a mirrorless, they might find that transition a little easier. It has um, the built-in Bluetooth and Wi-Fi you'd expect, but also has an option to transfer transfer to a server, which is basically like instant off-site backup, hmm. which is pretty amazing. Oh, there's um, something else amazing about this that I was reading about is that the in-body camera stabilization um, that was the next it, thing. It, yep. it's, it's both it's inside the camera and the outside stuff that Canon yeah. had with both the e, with the old EF lenses still works with the with their adapter. So it's like you're double getting down. you're getting like double camera stabilization from both yeah. sides. Yeah. The and ISO so I, is like stupid. You would never use the like. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> how to say the number the ISO goes up to, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like just absolutely insane. A hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, it's over. Um, it's over a hundred thousand. And what's um, crazy? Twelve uh, X continuous, twenty frames per second. Um, yeah. Shooting too super fast for like Plenty. the sports people and wildlife people. Hmm. Um, one of the things that I so with my Sony, I get the Sony Ibis uh, in camera stabilization plus the Canon lens. They do as uh, work together. And I can shoot video with my 7200 handheld. And, like, it's good. It's, yeah. like, it's not, like, perfect, but it's plenty good. So with this, which is just exciting, you can shoot. Uh, I can finally bring that over. And right now I'm using an adapter for Sony to, to Canon. And, like, there's a lot of things that, like, my, uh, my I have a Canon 50 uh, Prime uh, 1.2, and that's, like, my favorite lens. And it just doesn't get focused well for whatever reason. Like my my cheap 85 1.4 or 8, whatever. The, I think it's 8. Um, focus is like perfect every time. And I can't – my 50 just doesn't like it. They don't play well together. Like when I use – I use my 7200 for portraits all the time. And I have to keep – like once you get outside the middle, like it technically can pull focus from anywhere in, you know, on, your, on your screen. But when the 7200, I know that I have to stay in like – the middle half or it's not going to focus. It's just going to rack and look. And so like, it's just little things like that drive me crazy. Um, so I'm like, so, so looking forward. Like I am happy with Sony. Man. It's a great product. If I had Sony oh. glass, I would, I would probably stay with Sony, but because I had the Canon glass and, and was hoping that Canon would get their act together. And dude, you know uh, what? This I'm very happy. I am. I am literally the wheels are turning to my head now after my last season with videographers. They, I mean, they are turning in my head and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I think that I will start offering video. Like I'm going to start offering video and I'll have like, I'll hire somebody to shoot video and come with me on my business. Right. But they'll just be shooting because, because here's the one thing when you're doing what you're doing and setting, like, I don't want to be setting up cameras and, and all that kind of stuff during the ceremony. Yeah, it's there's, there's, like, I want to hire somebody to be there to do, like, to get B-roll, essentially. But I want to be the one directing so I don't have this videographer problem that I've been having, you know? Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. man, I'm going to add that shit in. Like, like, like seriously, I'm, I might end up waiting. I might. I think I'm going to stay with Sony for now. But when this, when Sony, which they will, then they'll come out with one that, that is the 8K that I can pull from. When that camera comes out... 
don't be surprised, videographers, when I when I start offering this, <laughs> this, this thing because I'm, I'm 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 done with what I saw in 2019. Like I'm done with it. Like I'm so over the the, the nonsense. And don't get me wrong, Megan. I'm a very nice person on the wedding. You would never know that I that I feel these things on the <laughs> wedding true. day. You know, like I've, I've been with you when you're mad at videographers. <laughs> oh yeah, you were you Nick. You shot that wedding with me when that yeah. when I set up that freaking first look and that and the dude like literally jumped in front of me on the first yeah. look. I wanted to with the 35 millimeter. Yes, lens. like dude. Oh my god, like. <laughs> <laughs> These people don't don't own anything over eighty five. Or don't even have an eighty five. No, like, it's true. It's true. Ugh. No, I totally, I totally get you. Uh, we don't really work with videographers at our weddings because we do hybrid photo and video, and it really, it saves a lot of that kind of heartache. But also, I think our couples find it to be a lot more intimate because instead of having like four dudes following you around all day, <laughs> there's just you know me and and Kenneth, my husband, and. Um, creates a lot more of a comfortable environment, I would say. I've been on weddings where there's like four or five people walking around all day and it just feels like a little paparazzi team sometimes. So Yeah. And I've yeah, turned distracting. I've, I have turned so many couples away. So many couples that say, Do you do video? Like literally hundreds of them over the years. Um Man, I, I'm thinking about Alfred and that. But as soon as that Sony camera comes out, because I'm not going to jump to camera and do all the new lenses and all that. As soon as that Sony camera comes out, I'm doing it. You heard it here. I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> There's your new business venture. Yep. There's your mattress store. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Because and then the Go and then it. the other thing I'm thinking too is I've moved away from flash a lot too and like how I've been shooting lately. Um, I've moved farther away from. I still use it like to be creative in certain moments, but I've moved so far away from using flash that a lot of my stuff is all natural light anyway these days. That um, man, it would be. I'm just thinking about the most recent weddings that I've shot. Like, sure, I could be doing that shooting video, posing them. You do have to be of two minds, and I get the whole thing. You know, I, yeah. But um, if you've done it once, though, it yes, it's definitely more straining. It takes more mental. Like today, I'm planning for my wedding tomorrow. I'm like, okay, how am I going to shoot that? I'm going to shoot this. I've got to think a little bit more, and you know, I'll set up a, you know, I'll set up a, a static camera a few like for the ceremony just to kind of help me because I'm working alone. But but Nick, uh, do you do that when you like? Because in my head, I'm thinking, if I did this, I would have my second shooter like normal, and then I would probably have like a third yeah. person there like during the ceremony at least, or like through the beginning of the reception because I don't want to be setting up these cameras, you know, yeah. like for you know, and getting the audio and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. So normally I um, have my second shooter, um, who I have a lot of faith in. Um, uh, he like I'll kind of put more weight on him and I'll shoot more video. So it's just the two of us. Then he'll just basically get the guys getting ready, and then maybe one or two other things. Uh, you know, like um, the uh, reception room. You know, things that he would normally cover. He'll just get video too. Uh, it's tomorrow. They uh, got rid of their second shooter. I let him do it, uh, and they wanted to keep video. And I've done it alone before, but it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of work. So I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, and part that's not true. They wanted to keep it, and I wanted them to keep it too because I needed the money. Um, I didn't want to lose anything Gotta on the wedding. Got to pay for that R5, man. Got to pay for that R5. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I think, honestly, audio is one of the more um, stressful things. To, to worry about now I only I charge more to record audio during the ceremony um, and I, I'll, I'll 
And if they want audio from uh, the toast, I'll charge them more for that because audio is a big – it's just a big pain in the butt. Um, you can't trust the DJ system. Um, you got to have – honestly, you got to have – you probably need to have two sources because sometimes it just goes wrong. Like this, you, you test the DJ system and he's got a mic on him or the house and you can tap in and um, – and it just doesn't record for whatever yeah, reason. Just I, didn't come I would through. Just, like I would you ne- hit the button. never trust that anyway. Like I see, yeah. I, I, like for video, like I would have like a you know an on-camera microphone that's like a good boom. Yeah, and then also exactly. like have one at yeah. the table or something like that because like I don't I don't trust the fee yeah. out of the out of that. You I know? just got a uh, it's a Tascam mic and it's just a simple lapel that clips and then it's a pack and it records directly into the pack. Yeah, and that's really nice. You have that too. That's yeah. That's. Um, it's just simple, and I'm not having to, you know, sync them up and make sure it's going into my camera and all this stuff. Like, because I'm just only using that audio on top of. So the, you're not worried about syncing it. Video. You're not worried about syncing nope. that to the yeah. Uh, once I might try to sync something up, maybe during the ceremony if there's something really good. Right. But most of the time, I'm doing audio. I'm and I only do a highlight video. Yeah. I'm not doing full day coverage because I don't want to hire another person. Yeah. So. Got to think through like how much do I really want to do? Do I want to do the editing, all that stuff? Um, so I only offer a highlight video. It's a good stopgap between no video and you know paying the two, three grand for a full wedding photographer. And some people, some people that's perfect. Some people still want the vi- the full videography, but it's been a nice way to add on um, some keep those people who are like looking for everything under one roof and um, um, make a little bit extra money. And make myself more valuable as a you know as a potential yeah. uh, what you know wedding vendor for them. I think it's time, but it's a lot of work. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow's right. that just the, <laughs> the sheer amount of brain power it's going to take. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've went on pretty long today. Um, does anybody have anything else before we uh, call it a show? I Megan. have one thing. A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> if Megan has something, you can go. What's that? Oh no, I was just saying this is a lot of fun. Oh, okay, sorry, I couldn't tell. <laughs> on the video. Pause I, I, you know, one of the things I spent a lot of time working on um, with some of the downtime was uh, working on the business side of the business. Um, and I've spent most of my photography career trying to become a better photographer, and that's helped. I mean, it just obviously that's like super important. But I did not realize how important. Um, working on processes are working Huge. on uh, getting your just everything in order. You know whether if you're using um, you know Tave or HoneyBook or one of those uh, you know a, a studio management program, working that stuff out, um, understanding the the unbelievable value and and Megan you can probably speak to this but the unbelievable value of having a really well built website that does work for you built for SEO with SEO in mind so so you thought this you know, podcast was over oh no <laughs> Lindsay wants to talk <laughs> now Megan's got things to say I got my finger <laughs> up because you're speaking Megan I just wanted to say before we left that Megan's website you all should check yes. out fantastic um, from really a, really like good a marketing standpoint yeah. you go to this website and you know exactly who megan is and exactly what she offers within like four seconds of being on this website and it's beautifully Thank designed you. and it does all kinds <laughs> of fun things and it has like a really nice color palette and cool photos and videos <laughs> and all kinds of things integrated it's an awesome like 
amazing website you should all check out. Yep. Yeah. I was just looking Thank at it you. as Nick was talking, and I was just like, yep, nailed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with, you know, our, our wedding website and then my personal site over quarantine. And one of the one of the best things I've done for our wedding business is actually – from May to June, I did 30 days of blogging uh, for for our wedding business, and I'm already seeing some higher rankings from those blog posts. Oh, and we've you already and you and Hannah Barlow injuries. should get together and have a have a blog fest. <laughs> Sorry, just... um, I I I never want to blog again after doing it for 30 <laughs> straight days. But you know, that was fun, and that was a that was a challenge. So is there a reason you publish them all at once? Like you could have spaced those 30 out over the course of a year and done like one a week. <laughs> like it was wrote, like them, an emotional... wrote them all now, but then scheduled the posts for later. Well, that's <laughs> what I normally do. And I normally, I actually was insane in 2019 and I had my whole year of blogging scheduled. But then during during quarantine, we've all done things that, that are questionable. And my <laughs> questionable thing was 30 days of blogging because that's, that's what I felt like. That's but um, as well, yeah, putting out that consistent content was flagging Google and telling them like, oh, this website is uh, it's popping right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that. I've got all kinds of questions, we but we're already in an hour yeah. and a half yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Check out uh, the Facebook group, group uh, Facebook group, Fuel Your Photos. Tons and tons and tons. It's all SEO for photographers. Hmm. So uh, that's been a huge help for me. Hmm. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 138 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Thank you for joining us, uh, everybody. And... Megan, where can people find you? And thank thank you so much for being on, by the way. You're awesome. Uh, where can people find you if they're oh, looking for you on social media? Thank you so much for having me. Um, hopefully this will be in the show notes or something because my last name is just a jumble of letters. So, <laughs> you know, you can find me. You can find me at Megan Brookleman on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and my website. And then the Photo Op Podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And then... Uh, if you want to check out our wedding photography website for some SEO inspiration, it's meganandkenneth.com. So that should be straightforward on the spelling. Perfect. Uh, Mr. D'Antonio, where can people find you? NickDantonio.com and at NickDantonioPhoto social media. Thank you, good sir. And Ms. Lindsay Dadari, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing what I do now. <laughs> I was just gonna Google myself. Like, what actually does come up before I'm like, just Google me? <laughs> so now I'm googling myself to. Oh, oh, that's funny. Maybe don't Google me. Oh wait, now no, I gotta Google look. Me. Now Google I me. gotta look. We gotta see <laughs> what comes up when you, when you Google her name. <laughs> um, and my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is spelled B-U-S-C-E-M-I. If you Google me, you'll find my social media and all my stuff that way. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye.